0: No, no, it's not
1: even about foolishness. Like, we, we can go out and we can have fun and we're not doing foolishness. We're not going to get arrested after doing it or whatever, but we can go out and have fun, kick back, laugh, joke, drink, be loud if we need to. And like, you just Russell- a, like, laugh and stuff. I don't feel like Russell Wilson does that. If he does, cool, but he doesn't come off that way.
0: Because of what? Do you come off that way? Do I come off that way? Like, if they just saw us, a picture of us, would they think, oh, like, I'm going to have a great time with Rising? Yes. What up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff, fellas. Tell them what's on your mind. Uh, I just want to wish everyone a uh, a happy,
2: I thought you said you buried Jesus right here, Day. And I also want to talk about liquor store racism. Okay, we talk about racism a lot on this show. And I don't want to leave no stone unturned. I'm tired of the liquor store racism. I get, I get the need to put your expensive bottles behind the counter or locked away. I get that, you know, $250 bottle of Johnny blue. I get it. There is no need for a $40 bottle of Hennessy (laughs) to be locked away why is it that all the stereotypical black liquors are always in the glass case behind the counter i went to costco in dc it's one of the i think it's the only costco that sells liquor or whatever i went to a costco in dc they got great prices on their liquor the bottle of hennessy regular hennessy not Privilege, not XO, just regular hennessy they got like the uh you know, like if you go to the GameStop, they have like the cardboard uh, <laughs> of what you want to buy. And you take, that's how they had the Hennessy. You got to take that to the, to, the, to the cashier and she go get the Hennessy. It's $40, I understand. So stop liquor stores across the nation. Stop with the racism. Okay, we buy our Hennessy, we buy our Remy. Okay, you don't have to keep hiding it and treating it like it's uh, a bottle of Ace of Spades. Let's, let's, a, let's cut it off.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> the blacks need to stop stealing music.
0: We ain't. We ain't. And, and as statistics prob- show there's a rhyme. There's a probably a rhyme to the reason. I just. I the, the bigger question is I didn't know the the colors that had Costco cars were were in the thieving like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. You know we ain't talking about. Uh, knuck-knuck them and uh, yeah,
1: at Jimmy's. Right, yeah, we, 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 we,
0: we, we, we're talking about how much you gotta pay to get a membership here? Exactly. So
2: you gotta get a membership and you gotta be honest. I think it's like preemptive. I think they just say, hey, I know black people love them some cognac. Let's go ahead and uh take an extra precaution just so they won't be tempted to steal it.
0: I'm not a fan of cognac, by the way.
2: You know, I'm drinking a lot less of it. I'm more, I'm getting more into uh, whiskeys and bourbons now. Uh, there and
0: if,
1: you, go.
2: you know, because cognac is not a party drink. Like I can't part, I can't drink cognac all day. That's more of like sip one or two drinks because I'll get sleepy if I drink that all day. Yeah, but that's all I got, man. Uh, that uh, happy, I thought you buried Jesus. Obviously, that's Easter. So happy Easter to y'all. Hope. The youngins enjoy themselves
1: with the Easter baskets and Easter egg huts and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, Ramadan Mubarak for all our Muslim um, listeners out there. So I know Ramadan just passed as well. So we'll throw that out there. Don't want to forget you guys. I don't know any other holidays. It's there. It's just the only two that I know right now. So <laughs> um,
0: it's well, just 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 for clarity. We're in the middle of Ramadan. So yeah, it's yeah. it's April first through May first, and just for man, uh, side note, they got me with Ramadan before because I, I volunteered to fast with one of our uh, one of my friends Rafiq. and I knew it was sun up to sun down. I'm thinking sun up by whatever Good Morning America says, like sunrise at uh 6:47 today, and sunset at 5:42. Nah, it's like. 3 a.m. to, and everybody's on the same schedule. Yep, bro. I did not know that. And then yeah.
1: and, and and then there's no drinking water or anything nothing. either. It's like
0: you can't nothing. Can't, can't put anything in your mouth. Toothpick, freaking.
1: So, so the women? No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. You supposed to abstain? From, I think abstain from any sexual activity anyway. If that's where you were going, Razzie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. during Ramadan. Well during fast.
1: Whew. Man. Mad respect. But for anybody that's listening out there, if you have any, you know, Muslim friends or co-workers or anything like that, understand that, you know, they're fasting right now, so they may be tired, lethargic, not wanting to talk as much, not wanting to be as interactive. One of the things that one of my friends was telling me is that because they can't put anything in their mouth and, they, and they're just parched all the time, their breath may smell during Ramadan so that's another thing why they may not want to interact as much with you and things like that so just you know being kind of inclusive just think about that uh, when you have some friends that are you know Muslim yeah
0: alright what else you got Rizzi?
1: Um, the big thing that I had man was um, you know we always talk about how snitches get stitches and all of that but I don't know if you guys have heard about Donald Blair Donald Blair Made a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars last year snitching on people to the EPA. Of all of all people, they have a law in New York that if you see a, a van or you know a delivery truck or anything idle for longer than like say a minute or two or whatever, uh, and they don't turn it off, then you can like take a video of it. You show that they've been idling for so long send it into the uh New York EPA and they literally will give you a check for that and then I guess find the people and you get a piece of the fine Dude made hundred twenty five thousand dollars last year snitching he's a hero <laughs> <laughs> I mean
0: protect the planet I guess I don't know
1: <laughs> he's like Captain planet yeah I was like what I'm saying. well yeah. Captain planet thing yeah
0: so
2: that's in his so. is that in his job title like environmental snitch
0: I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's not what they call it.
1: That's his side job. He's All right.
0: Okay. (laughs) I mean, do you want... Do you you not care about the planet,
2: Byron? I I love the planet. I I love the planet, Uh, but I just can't imagine having that
0: kind of time on my hands. Well, when you can make $125,000 a year, you can turn that into a full-time job. Yeah,
2: you can. (laughs) Hey, that's why I say... it should go in his W-2s.
0: Yeah. Yeah, is that tax-free? <laughs>
1: no, nah, I think it's taxable. Uh, I would assume it's taxable. Yeah. But man. So yeah, that went and um in other news. I don't know if y'all have seen uh Benzino got outed this last week.
2: Yeah. So, outed. What do you mean?
1: Oh, so um he is dating Shauna Brooks, who's a trans model. Mm. And Shauna outed him uh, and said that she is tired of hiding and um, that, you know, she wanted to go public. And Benzino hasn't said anything about it. He hasn't made a statement about it. Um, so, yeah, Benzino got outed. So, but, but the I think we've had the conversation. Does that make him gay <laughs> at that point?
0: I, I don't know what it makes him. I, I'm not, I'm not educated enough to I, I I always say this and hopefully I can... He's not straight. Is that safe to say?
1: I, I guess he's fluid. Gender fluid. I don't know the answer. Well, not in his fluidity.
0: I don't know the answer. I just, I just know that he is not what I would think the average person would consider straight then. I don't know. Gay. I don't know what the proper terminology would be. I mean, more... I wouldn't even say more power to him because if if you like what you like, be you. Do what you do. Uh, if you got to hide it, then you're hiding it. It is what it is. But, uh...
2: Mm. I, definitely, I definitely understand him hiding it if it's true because of uh, the industry that he's in and the image that he has portrayed over the years. Uh, Doing this show with you guys, I've learned that it's not as black and white of, as, like, that's gay and that's not gay. I'm like, fur. I don't know how to answer it. Um... I don't think he's
1: straight though i think that's the proper terminology i'm I'm still confused on that yeah Yeah. we 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 definitely need to have somebody either from the community or you know that's more knowledgeable about that on the show to kind of explain that because i i don't know either truthfully i don't know is that i i know in the black community he's he's gay yeah I'll tell you that much. I mean, that's the thing. The black community is gonna look at it like that. Like if Sher- but if, Sher- if I-
2: Sherman listened to this episode, he's like, oh yeah, he gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know, and for the for the most part, in a black community, it's only really a straight or gay. Yeah.
1: Especially yeah.
0: when it comes to men, it's just that it's just that simple. It's funny that you brought that up because I was gonna transition into. Um, going back to the asterisk, asterisk conversation, um, have you heard about the the prisoners in New Jersey in the women's prison that got pregnant?
1: Yeah, yeah, by the trans inmate? Yeah. Yep. Well, not that, and they don't know if it's the same trans inmate, right? It's like well, it, multiple, it's like 10 or multiple of yeah. them that have and there's over 100 trans inmates there, so yeah. you don't know so, which one.
0: There's a lot going on with that. Part of it is uh, they transferred these trans inmates to out of the men's prison to the women's prison for their safety. And there was a lawsuit, a discrimination lawsuit. And so they had to protect themselves. Now the women inmates are complaining because they don't feel safe they said they're they've been sexually assaulted harassed and stuff like that as well um and then you look up and you have multiple uh women pregnant now this was consensual sex now um from what the stories say but that's just it this to me it was another one of those what do you do it it's who who are you protecting who Whose feelings and concerns matter more? Because I don't think there is one solution that is going to satisfy everyone's concerns or well-being, right? And this is just, not just in this situation, but I think it, it's a it's a it highlights the the argument, the transgender argument. W- where do they fit in? You know, are are do you consider them a hundred percent? women or men or whatever, how, how far do you accept it? And what about the other people who are in that environment? Does that make other women feel uncomfortable? Does that, you know, you just never know. Um, It, it was just very interesting to me that, that this is still not still, but this is an issue and it hasn't, I haven't even seen a lot about it. It hasn't really made national news. And I feel like if it does, it's going, to... it's going to be very interesting. And I'm pretty sure Fox News is going to be all over it. And...
1: Well, I, I I think because it doesn't fit anybody's narrative is why it probably hasn't hit national news or attention. Right. I mean, your, your trans advocates probably don't want it out. They're not going to talk about it and highlight it. Your anti-trans advocates probably don't want to touch it because they don't want to get canceled, right? Because it, it, that that's the issue that we've come to that we can't have open discussions about these things without being labeled as anti-trans or whatever. Uh, same way with our Asterix conversation when we had that conversation. I, I feel like nobody wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole because they don't want to risk and have to toe the line.
0: Hmm, interesting. I, I felt like conservatives would have attacked it more. I think it would have fit their narrative. And, uh, but who am I? But don't want to hold you guys up. Anything else? Well, by the time you guys listen to this, it will be the day after uh, Resurrection Day, Easter, Easter Bunny Day, whatever y'all want to do. Uh, Did y'all say any Easter speeches? Any? No? Jesus wept. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jesus is the reason for the season.
2: That's one of them too, eh?
0: I think so. Did you Buff used to say a lot of Easter speeches, or did you freeze up?
2: Oh no, nah, I was I was a star when it came to that, man. They let yeah. me like MC an uh, Easter program one year as a kid. Like I didn't even have a speech. I just like MC all the different uh grade
0: classes. Yeah, that's that's kinda how mine was. To the point where, especially at my church, I was that that kid. Easter speeches, every year when we had to read the uh, "I Have a Dream" speech.
2: Oh man! Okay.
0: Have we have brother Tavares Ferguson coming to give him a round of applause? He's gonna do the the "I Have a I Have a Dream" speech. I should have memorized it about as many times as I read it. I don't know why that was just so impactful in the nineties. A bunny, right.
2: a bunny rabbit that lays eggs.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh,
2: boy, I tell you.
1: No. Mm. That's how it is, man. I was a junior deacon, so I did like all the deacon stuff as a kid. It was weird. So, like, when you talk about MC and stuff and like opening up ceremonies and all yeah. of that, like, I would do that, I'd be that, like the token kid what, man, you, that did that.
2: You started off the uh, the singing on Sundays,
1: yeah, yeah, at yeah. I, I could do an the edge, cross, oh.
2: at <laughs> the
0: cross where <laughs> I first. So, <laughs> now, what church was this? Was this your mama church?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at Mount Sinai. Okay. Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church. So that was before we moved over to Nazarene. So,
0: not too much your, your mama church. Your mom. Oh
1: no, no, no! Not my no. mama church. I was, uh,
0: like then, like I think you might have been a junior deacon by because uh, you got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Rising, you a junior deacon. I don't want to be the junior, junior deacon. <laughs> Um, hilarious. I didn't know
2: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
0: About that. So, um, what you got for us? It's Sophie.
1: Sophie's here. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go grab her. I got an Easter joke today.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, yeah. happy Easter to you, first of all, Sophie.
1: Happy Easter, everybody. Happy, happy Easter.
0: Easter. Do you have an Easter speech for us? No. Okay. <laughs> Your daddy did an one. an Easter joke. You have an Easter joke. Okay. Give it yes. to us.
1: Why was the Easter Bunny so sad on Easter?
0: Because. Lost all his eggs? No. Nobody knows.
1: No. That was
0: a good
1: one, though. Yes, yes, it was. He was having a bad hair day.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Got him. I (laughs) like (laughs) that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I told you I had an Easter
0: But You're having a great hair day, Sophie.
1: Yes.
0: I'm Oh man. So what y'all got for us, man?
2: I think uh is it Rosie turn or first? It's your
0: turn to go first. I don't wanna go first. Oh. Rosie? Oh.
1: Uh I can go first. I mean, um so you know, the whole Russell Wilson being lame thing oh. has come up <laughs> so many times. Um <laughs> and I've, I've seen two sides of it, right? I've seen people say, oh, he's not lame. Women really like him, whatever. Then I've seen other folks just like sh- show a picture of him. Like, tell me you try to talk to him or you if he tried to holler at you, you you'd give him the time of day if he wasn't Russell Wilson. And so I want to ask you, brothers, is Russell Wilson lame and, and what makes him lame? Like what, what makes a lame dude lame?
2: <sighs> um, First off, lame is kind of becoming almost a synonym like nerd to where nerd was like this terrible thing to be called but now like Riza you probably say you're a nerd like nerds are actually kind of cool and I feel like that's where lame is kind of trending especially in this circumstance because Russell Wilson is lame and you ask why it's because anytime you're kind of like out of the normal of what the majority of people in your I guess, professional field, or then that makes you different. That makes you a nerd or a lame or whatever the case may be. Russell Wilson is a black NFL player, okay, that went to North Carolina State after transferring from Wisconsin. Okay. The players that he plays with in the NFL, he does not carry himself or behave for good or bad, because I think in this case, it's kind of good he's a very mature responsible dude Uh, he doesn't have all like these different kids out of wedlock and stuff like that but he's different from your your normal type of black NFL player so I know the argument that women are screaming is that y'all are calling him lame because he loves Sierra or he loves his family since when did that become lame that's not why he's being called lame that may be why he's being called lame by a select few But for the most part, Russell Wilson has always been considered lame. You women just learning who he is because he's dating Sierra. People who watch sports, we've been knowing him since he was busting Florida State at North Carolina State. He's always been considered that. So it's not because he loves his family. It's just how he acts and carries himself and dresses. I mean, there aren't too many dudes that's telling a woman as fine as Sierra. No, we're not going to have sex right now. God told me to come save you, and we're going to wait for marriage. How many dudes are saying that? Come on. (laughs) The problem is, it's too many 40-plus-year-old women who are now mature enough in life to say, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I want that stability. He's a great guy. Yes, we get that. You've matured. That's how you're supposed to think. But I don't think we're being completely honest. If you look at 23-year-old you, and saying that that's the type of dude you'd be checking for. Because we know some of y'all have looked over Russell Wilson's in your life and chose the piece of dude instead. So mm-hmm. that's why he's considered lame. In this in, in this case, to me, his lame is not a bad thing. Okay, he's just different from what we're used to seeing from football players. And that's great. We need more men like Russell Wilson, to be honest. Uh, he's a good dude. Uh, like I said before, he's he's mature and all that stuff. He's a great player too. his game hasn't even sacrificed from from any of it. So uh, that's why I say he's lame and I'll add more if need be.
0: By the standards of society or urban society or the people that are judging him, he's lame. It's just that simple. But you know what? It's sad that people see him as lame it's it's to the point where there's so much we have this idea of what we think somebody should be or this we always say we're not a monolith but people want if you don't fit within this monolith if you're anything outside of that then people have a problem with it and they have to find a way to label you or a title or something to normalize their actions and the the actions of the masses. He is a NFL The dudes in shape. He's like on paper. He's what you want. Isn't that who you want your daughter to marry? You know, isn't that who you want your son to grow up to be? He doesn't go by the norms of society. And the thing about it is the things that he's not going or he's not going with aren't great things. It's not like we're, we're, he's he's messing up. It's man, I can't believe he told her that he wasn't having sex because he wanted to wait for marriage. What kind of dude does that? Maybe a dude that just really focused on his career, the whatever, whatever it was. It, you know, the, the 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 religion, his focus, his dedication, whatever it is. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with that. What I'm just saying is he stuck to his guns. He had a belief. He had a reason he believed it and he stuck to it. Too many times we change what we do or say because everybody else is telling us to do something different. And you're right, Byron. It's it's too many people pass over Russell Wilson. Women. Guys and guys on the team probably don't want to be his friend because they think then they start associating all these negative other things. Oh, he's probably a narc, dog, He gonna tell, he don't cheat on his wife. We can't we can't roll with him, all this stuff. Because you want him to be just like you. If Russell Wilson was having extramarital affairs, even maybe beating on his wife, the guys that beat on their wives in the NFL, they had their little time in the sun. We talked sh- Bottom, and then they 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 go off into the sunset. Why are we still talking about Russell Wilson being lame? We're still talking about the same thing. How many they've been talking about this dude being lame for years? We have dudes that have been uh, accused of killing people. We've seen beat their wives, girlfriends, and everything like that. They had their time in the sun, and it moves on because we accept certain accept accept certain behavior. I'm with you, Buff. It's it's crazy that. Everybody wants to come to his and it's a lot of women coming to his aid saying he's a great guy and we need more of him, which is true. But that's not who you want it. He's not. It's nice guys finish last. I mean, that's the same for a reason. With maturity, you kind of in trial and error and you can appreciate Russell Wilson more. But I don't think the average person who hasn't seen, who's dealt with everybody else, every other NFL player, if they were all lined up in a room and these young ladies were 23, 24, 25 years old and Russell Wilson walked in and named every other football player, who are they picking? If it's nine women in there and 10 football players, there's a good chance that (laughs) Russell Wilson... Is walking out by himself when these ladies are 25 years old. And now that he's 40, he's a poster child of what a man should be. I guess. I mean,
1: yeah, he's always the same. I'll say, person.
0: oh, go ahead. He's always been the same person.
1: Yeah, he has. And when I every time I look at this, like Byron, you talked about people kind of using the word nerd and lame synonymously uh nowadays. And I I think they're very different because I, as you say I'm a nerd or whatever but I've never been considered myself lame because I, I didn't come off as boring and that's for me is really with the big difference there it's like when we talk about these 40 year old women saying yes Russell I want more of him I love him it's because he comes off like a dad that's not cool at 23. Like at 23, you come off like a dad. That's your problem. Like you're coming off this boring, like you, you're responsible. You look like you got a mortgage and a 401k and sh- Like I think Ashanti said yeah, that, right? Yeah. It's like, he looks like 401k and mortgage. Exactly. So they
2: so they down there in Miami having a hot girl summer and they, they meet him trying to hook up. And he says, nah, baby, God told me to save you. You say that thing between your legs. You, you wait till you get married.
1: Man, they're going to laugh him out the room. <laughs> Come on, man. Exactly. exactly. So that's the problem. So I I definitely think he's lame. And, and, and the problem comes, lame dudes are going to get passed over until women mature in their 30s, 35. And then they're like, yes, I want that lame guy because I want that stability. I want that boredom of it all. Before, when you're in your hot girl summer, when you're just trying to live your life, when you're trying to have fun, that guy's not attractive to you, and so, like, ladies, we're not calling like Byron said. We're not calling him lame because he likes or takes care of Sierra or whatever. Yep, exactly. When they when they, once they once they get some kids, and now they need somebody to be the, the baby daddy or whatever or the, or the step daddy. That that's really what it comes down to. Now, y'all like, oh yeah, now I need this ability, So the, don't. I mean, it's not we're calling him lame because he's responsible or or because he loves Sierra it's because he comes off like that he comes off as boring like i look at russell wilson and i feel like i'm not going to have a good time with him even as a male i look at him like but what's so wrong like
0: it's because he's not doing the foolishness like you yeah, it's if he's not being doing foolish sh- it means no, no it, it's
1: not even about foolishness Like we, we can go out and we can have fun And we're not doing foolishness We're not going to get arrested after doing it or whatever But we can go out and have fun Kick back, laugh, joke, drink Be loud if we need to Like you just Russell, to, like, laugh and stuff I don't feel like Russell Wilson does that If he does, cool, but he doesn't come off that way
0: Because of what? Do you come off that way? Do I come off that way? Like if they just saw us, a picture of us Would they think, oh like I'm going to have a great time with Rosie?
1: Yes. Yes, they do.
2: This, this is a prime example of who Russell Wilson is. So on football teams, the quarterback and sometimes the running back will buy their offensive linemen gifts. I remember Emmitt Smith bought his uh, offensive lineman like all Rolexes. Uh, sometimes they'll buy them like cars or something like that. Russell Wilson bought his offensive lineman. Shares of stock, I believe, in Amazon. <laughs>
1: Which is great. That's great. That's an it's awesome gift, right? It's, a, it's, it's great. So, it's, it's so great. But
2: that's so not what they're used to in the league. You know what I'm but, saying?
0: But that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he still <laughs> got him something. It's not like he's like I'm not spending my money. It's he got oh, him something way
2: more valuable than. You know what I mean? But, a, that, a, a but that's lame.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you want somebody that can, you, can go, you can go get a Rolex in a club and, you know, whatever. Like, no, so, it's... So
2: when the, so the linemen talk about? to the other linemen from other teams, they're like, yeah, man, we just got some Audemars and some, and some Hublot, Hublot watches. And they're like, yeah, we got, we got some shares some stock.
0: I just bought stock in Hublot. <laughs> it is just like we... Keep it up, Russell Wilson.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm I'm not mad at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is who, who I want to be as a 41-year-old dad that's middle age in my career and everything. And that's cool that he was thinking like that. And yes, like you said, first, I want my daughter. I want Haley to find a Russell Wilson right now. Is Haley checking for a Russell Wilson right now? Because he's lame. No, not at all, because he's lame. I, and I guess I, I guess I think what, that's what you're saying is let's make lame not bad. Yeah, like it's it's
0: it's it's an alternative. Like it's 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 we want to have a negative connotation with somebody who's doing something different. And a, a lot of guys in the manosphere are like, mad. It, it's almost
2: like they're unreasonably mad at this whole situation. They're <laughs> mad at Sierra. Russell went after Sierra. It's not like she. Say I need somebody to come save me and help me take care of these. Like Russell Wilson shot his shot with Sierra, but
0: let so, some guys yeah, tell yeah. it. Oh, let's let's call. Let's go there. Like so, a lot of guys are mad because it's like she got saved. <laughs> she got saved, but would she have dated Russell Wilson before she got with Future? No, no. Her, tra- her track worker says that Fifty Cent bow out. Wow. No. no. So all of a sudden, why Russell Wilson?
1: Because she's ready to settle down. She's ready for responsible now. And I believe she
2: said she wasn't feeling him at first, right? Like he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. he's lame. That is.
0: It's it's the fact that he showed her something different. He showed her what she needed. The, this I think that's it. Women need more lame, but crave more toxic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, it, and, and I'm not saying it in a bad like Those are the things that are attractive when you're young. You know, it, it's, it's
1: but because because there there are unicorns out there, right? There are guys out there. I mean, I will put us three in that that realm, right? Of responsible, get it done, make it happen, but still fun, adventurous, you know, can be the life of the party, that type of thing at the same time. Those guys are rare. It's not that often that you can find somebody that's very, very successful and, and got everything together and still can be the life of the party and and i think that's what that's what women want right they want both uh and it's rare to find a goddess both and so what ends up happening is they lean towards the toxic fun thing versus the responsible thing because it's no different than what we did when we were 20 21 22 we were we weren't being responsible with that uh we weren't making good choices and making responsible choices at that age and so they they're like they're not looking for that they're not making good long-term decisions it's like going going dating uh uh a lame guy at twenty one is like starting your four hundred one k at twenty one. Nobody does that. Like, if you can get somebody to start investing in their four hundred one k at 19, 20, 21, twenty, twenty one, you're doing a good thing. And that's the same thing. Dating a dating a lame guy is like investing in your retirement.
0: Agreed. I think the problem happened. No, let's let's continue. Move on. <laughs> you want me to go or you up? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I don't know what I want where I want to go. Raji kind of stole mine. I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to talk about uh I was going to put Will in that conversation as well so
2: um yeah he's like uh, he's a good example too um mm-hmm. my question is very simple guys um do you think black people are patriotic enough and if no why aren't black people
0: patriotic oh I'll take this ooh call them, <laughs> me we are too patriotic The reason I say that is as a whole, why would we be patriotic? Anything above zero until we get our fair share, equality, equity, why would we be patriotic to this country? Like, we're we're being killed in the streets and all this. Like, it's... it's, But Ferg, America has been good to you. We've had a black president. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was then. Hence, why yes, that's why we're more patriotic than we should be, and I say that I'm ex-military. You know, I've I've I fought for this country. I I've, I've, I've been there. I get it. Uh, America is is not is not the worst place to live. <laughs> There's not a lot of places better to be today for us, and you know, which is sad. But at the end of the day, it's. It's like being in a loving abusive relationship. The fact that I you still love it after all that that person has done done to you, it's because you can easily it's it can, you can easily say why are you still with him why are you still with her why do you, how can you still love that person after everything? And it's just like well they have given me this they have given me that so I'm not saying everything is bad. There's people in abusive relationships that are truly that truly love each other. Uh, they've had some success with each other. They've changed each other's lives, but there's still that abuse. There's still that toxicity. And it's, and on the outside, it's how can you still be with them? So yeah, we're, we're, we're too patriotic until the country gives us what we need. Even just the the equality, the respect, the protections that we need. As people, as human beings, I'm not asking for special treatment. I'm not even asking for 40 acres and a mule. I'm just saying if I get gunned down the street by police, don't try to change the narrative into me being a thug or you pull up the podcast and oh he was anti-police or whatever the case may be. Go after go after the criminal. Go after the person who gunned somebody down in the street until they stop putting the hennessy behind the glass. And just expect like hey, we still just like everybody else. Then I don't know, man. I feel like yeah, we're we're too patriotic. Maybe it's not as patriotic as, as they want us to be. But yeah.
1: I, I I agree. I think we're definitely patriotic, but we we show it differently, right? I I think we're patriotic because we question the establishment and we want to see America get better we think we can fix her. Right. Um, so we need to just leave and go to our lame, uh, cousin, uh, Canada. And, and then we can be in this beautiful relationship and be loved, but no, we're going to stay here. We're going to try to fix it. So yes, we're definitely patriotic. Um, to the point where like Ferg said, we deal with all this abuse and, and don't, don't continually call out constantly. And I get it. It's tiring, right? I mean, you, I, I think Bel Air, they had a really good example of that when Carlton uh, or, yeah, so Lisa was kind of explaining to Will how Carlton had to, like, continually deal with the microaggressions and after a while, you start to ignore it and you start to ignore it. So, yes, just because you can fit in, you ignore it, you let it go, you let these things happen and you let these things go. Just so that you can get a little bit of normalcy and not constantly be on edge and feel like you're fighting every moment of your life. I think that's where we are as as black Americans is that we are we let a lot of stuff go because we just can't deal with everything constantly, all day in, day out, and and always be fighting. But we love this country because one, our our ancestors built this country, hands down, without the free labor that they had, there was no way that they were going to be able to build America to what it is today. Um, And even when you talk about after free labor came the cheap labor. We love this country because we built this country because we've been here just as long uh, as as most of these folks that claim that they're, you know, true Americans. um, But we just don't have to wave, wave flags and we're not super indoctrinated into it because we see the flaws. We see that America is not this you know uh panacea and everything is great it really is that it 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 has flaws it has blemishes but we love it anyway and we're gonna continue to fight to make it better and make it stop being a crackhead we're gonna take it to rehab every time it needs to go to rehab every time it regresses we're gonna go ahead pick it up and like come on we're gonna get you back to the rehab station uh and then it can come out be a little bit better for a little while and then yeah it, it I mean unfortunately like crackheads do it's gonna go ahead and it's gonna regress again that's gonna be America but for us we know it we love it just like we lo- love our crackhead cousins it, it just is what it is you're just gonna be there for them and so we're gonna always be there for them
2: y'all two are so dope I agree <laughs> um we are patri- patriotic we just like you said Razzie, we don't show it like other people do like We're not going to have flag avatars for our Twitter. We're not going to have, you know, God bless America banners on our pictures and stuff like that. Like, we don't show it that way. Like, I know a lot of, I'll just say, you know, white people that like to have American flags in their yard and things like that. We don't do it that way. We do what conservatives say they love to hear from us. Like as much as they hated Barack Obama, they love when he gave that speech about how dads need to step up and become better fathers and stuff. Right. Holding us accountable. That's what we're doing. We're that dad that's holding America accountable for what they've done and trying to make them better. OK, we're not the ones that saying, no, not my baby. My baby wouldn't do that. We're saying, yeah, my baby bad as hell and we need to fix it. Okay, and we, we gonna hold them accountable I gotta tell my favorite Chris Rock line of all time as I often like to do cause I agree with it for black people America is like an uncle who paid your way through college but molested you that's the type of relationship we have with America it's some great things here, great opportunities the biggest compliment I can ever pay America is this cause I never say it's the greatest country in the world I don't know that. I haven't lived everywhere to know if it's the greatest country in the world. A better compliment that I think is there's no other place I'd rather live than here. Um <clears throat> I think the fact that we haven't every day that goes by that we that we don't riot and
0: tear this mother up. I wanted to say that, but I didn't <laughs> want to be that guy. I didn't want to be that guy.
2: Every day that we don't do that, we're showing our love for America because we saw a group of people they got upset about an election and and, and chose violence we have a, a much greater grief with this country than who's gonna run the country for four years okay they're talking about the election was stolen from them mother bleeper our ancestors was killed for even trying to vote in the first place all y'all gave us these bogus tests we had to pass or, or pay a tax that we couldn't afford. So I want to hear about a stolen election when our people was getting hit in the head with bricks just for trying to vote. So that that's that's y'all. Y'all pretty much said everything I needed to say. Um, I, I did want to squeeze that Chris Rock line in there because I love it so much. But it, it really is like this country, just to just to piggyback off that, it's really like working at a job. And you getting passed over a promotion and you find out like it's it's, it was solely because of your race. Like there's no other reason. Like the emails have leaked. You got passed over promotion because of your race. You sue the company. They wind up giving you the promotion because you win your lawsuit. And then a year or so later, this same company is telling you how you need to be grateful for being in the position that you are in. Yeah, I'm in the position I'm in, but I had to fight for it. Like a lot of these rights and things that we have here, the equality that Ferg spoke of that we need. The only reason we've made the grounds we've made is because black people have fought for it. I love how Nicole Hannah-Jones corrected Chris Wallace in a recent interview when he was like, you know, America's done all these great things. By the way, he was so taken aback by the fact that there were racist 20 and 30 year olds in 1930. He was like, you think kids from Brooklyn were racist? And they were 20 years old. She was like, Chris, who you think was in the clan? <laughs> you think it was only 60-year-olds in that? <laughs> it was younger than that, too. But um, I digress. Um, that's pretty much... Y'all, y'all hit it all, though. Y'all hit it all, man.
0: So, I'm going to play off your question, Byron. And we both... All three of us pretty much said Black people are patriotic. Because... We haven't burned this motherfucker down yet. Sorry, Razi. But if somebody outside of us, another race or is, uh, you know, a, a patriot, a patriot that, you know, the typical patriot, you know, whatever, listens to this and their first thought is go back to Africa or leave, why do you think they feel that way? And what would be your response?
2: I think they believe there's one way to show that patriotism. And they don't buy the answers that we just gave. And so when we when we kneel during the national anthem or if we don't want to say the pledge or if we're not wearing the, the American flag as proudly as some others, they look at that as, oh, You're being ungrateful. You don't love America. So if you don't love America, leave, get out. We don't want you here. When that's the furthest thing from the truth and we kind of said it in all three of our answers on the last question, but I think, and this kind of strays away from your question a little bit further, but I think black people in general are always hit with the, you're being ungrateful. Which is why I used that last example on that on the last question. It's like getting promoted at a job that you had to sue for. And then it's like, okay, you should be happy for that. And it's like I should be happy for something that I had to take you to court over. I should be happy for uh having our leaders march and get hit with bricks in Chicago, you know, to make some change. You know what I mean? Like, so I just think they don't the people that you speak of in your question don't share a lot of that experience, don't understand that experience.
0: But that that's not your experience. That didn't happen to you. You didn't no, get hit in the head. But I can... You
2: didn't... Exactly. I did not get hit in the head, but I can empathize with what racism leads people to do to people like us. And we've all experienced nothing on that level, I'm sure. But we've all experienced some type of racism and you can see how the little bit we experience makes us feel. You can only imagine what they went through. Whereas they don't have to experience that. They don't have to wonder, was it because of their race that they got stopped or didn't get a job or things like that. And so it's hard for them. Well, it's it's hard for them to empathize when they're not even trying. That's, let's put that out there, but it's hard for them to empathize when they don't really go through that. And I think we spoke on this before on the show, but it's, it's it's like I think first you said everybody should do therapy at some point, especially Black people. It's, it's stressful as hell just being Black every day. It's stressful as like you have to second guess a lot of things. You have to always wonder, okay, was it because I was Black or because it is? So it is stressful, and um, I. But but to go back to your question, they feel like we're ungrateful, and that's why we need.
0: That's why we need to. <laughs> Go back to Africa. So what, what would you tell them? Like, I, th- I think you hit on it. I mean, you hit on it. Is there anything else you want to say to them? Like, if, if, you, if that person called in today and this is a radio show, go back to Africa, Byron. You're ungrateful. I love black people. I don't see what the problem is. You guys, are I'm tired of you guys downing America and mm-hmm. assuming that everybody white is racist. Whatever the argument is. Right. How do you respond? Well, if we have enough time, I would say, okay.
2: You ripped me from my family. You forced me to come to your plot of land and build your house, right? Build your house. I built that Master King bedroom you got, the master bath. I built the three bedrooms for your kids. I did all the electrical work, the wiring, the watering, all that stuff. I built the house. You forced me there. And then after it's built and set, and I start saying like, hey, man, you know, you can't leave sitting water right there on the floor. It's going to cause, a, you know, I start criticizing and critiquing how you run in the house, the house that I built. And then you tell me, OK, I need to go. Nah, I ain't going nowhere. So when you tell me go back to Africa, like Rozzy said in his answer, we our ancestors built this country It's ours. Ain't no go back to Africa. Africa, Africa ain't mine. That's where my ancestors are from. But. We built this. We ain't going nowhere.
0: I'm tired of hearing you guys say that. We were here too. We were building America right beside you. Or at least managing you. <laughs> <I mean>, Man, <laughs> managing. <laughs> <laughs> because it's pushback. You know, I feel like. That's what the new history books go. You know, I could imagine getting. Being offended. When you saying, oh, only black people built America, my grandfather was an immigrant and he came here and he dealt with all this and he helped build America. He worked on the railroad. Cause that's what that's those to me, that's where that. Well, to go go back to 2020,
2: they felt like the election was stolen from them. They felt like uh, the majority of the media lies to them. They feel like Pelosi isn't fit to be the speaker of the house. They you know, they feel like affirmative action, Katanji Brown Jackson. It's a lot of things they cry and whine about, okay, take your ass back to 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 Europe. yeah, we good. Mm. We made a lot
1: of the adventures here anyway, so we good
0: all right Rozi
1: yeah, i I I think all of that, what byron said it it really comes down to one big thing. That I see is a lack of critical thinking.
2: Mm. So the
1: same the same way they don't understand the difference in critical race theory and black history, and they don't understand that black history isn't critical race theory, is the same reason they can't understand that we can criticize America and still be patriotic and love it. We don't have to leave because we don't like some of the things that's happening. That's like, you know, like you 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 gave the example of building a house. I give the example of In a relationship, if you tell the other party in your relationship, hey, I don't like how you do this thing, that doesn't mean I want to get out of a relationship. That just means that, hey, we need to work on this for our relationship to make it better. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And so that's what I would tell them. They call me saying, if you don't like it, you can leave. I'm like, no, how about we fix it? How about we make it where everybody loves this nation to the same extent or not even loves the nation, respects the nation? Because I think that's the other part about it is we are patriotic. We love America. We don't respect America as much as they do. Uh, And it's because we can see all those flaws that they pass over either by just cognitive dissonance and just like knowingly dismissing it, or again, that they just lack that critical decision-making and critical thinking to be able to say that doesn't make sense. Oh, there's all this data that says that black people disproportionately get denied for loans black people disproportionately get killed by um you know law enforcement black people disproportionately insert whatever thing that happens to us you can look at data and statistics for that but they won't look at that because they want anecdotal evidence well i have a black friend so i like black people so i'm not racist and they don't understand the difference of racism and being racist uh, that's another thing like they don't see the difference they don't see the systemic part of it uh, because they are only looking at they're not racist until some you know one of their white friends dates a black guy and then they're calling her all kind of nigga lovers and everything else so there was a little bit of racism in there already right you, you that n-word slips out when you're getting mad and stuff like that, that lets you know that it was deep down inside of you and you can't go back and say, Oh, I'm not racist. I just said it because I was mad. It, it had to be in you already for it to come out. You know, I don't, I don't accidentally call my wife a because I don't think my wife would be a like, I don't think that. So it doesn't accidentally come out. So if you accidentally call your wife, a more than likely you felt like she's a and it's the exact same thing with us. And it's the exact same thing with you. If you're racist, you're racist. Just say that and and call it a day. So when you talk about trying to explain that to them, I can't save everything, everybody, and I'm not going to explain it. I don't have to explain myself to anybody. It takes two people to argue, and I'm not arguing with idiots. So, eh.
0: Touche. The, the only reason I pose that question, because I think one of the things we do for the show is try to encourage and increase dialogue. So if we had that opportunity, because it's easy to shut down, it's like, you know what? I have the opportunity to potentially change one or at least let one hear something that they may never have heard before. And who knows where they'll go. And that's part of the reason we, we, we have these debates on everything. You know, when it comes to men, women, black, white, whatever, it's. Let's have the discussion. So hopefully we can take something away from it. Others can take something away from it. But I agree, it's, 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 it's tiring. So you both had great answers. For me, I, it's, sometimes it's very simple. And I've I've used this debate with some of my male friends when it came to talking about women and their wives. If it's so great, let's be honest. Would you want white America to trade places with black America? Would you every statistic you get? Look at that. If you if. if Knowing that you can be potentially pulled over and yeah, as a white man or white woman, you can still be be potentially pulled over. But at an X amount greater time, like let's let's just apply those statistics to your life, to your kids lives. To your your wife, your brother, your your family, would you trade that? Would you like to be so many generations behind in generational wealth? All those things, and if you can't understand that, then you don't want to understand it. It it's tough. And Byron, you were hitting on something about all the stuff we've been through, even to how hard it is to be black to, today. We need th- therapy. It is exhausting. And compared to because you hear that argument, well, you guys aren't slaves and that stuff's not happening to you. They're not. It's gotten so much better. Things have got some things have gotten better. Some things just have changed. It's the dynamics. It's the fact that now I have to continuously think. Am I getting passed over? Was that a microaggression? What what was going on? am I overreacting? You know, you have to think about is this racism? You have to think about if you get pulled over by a police officer who might not be racist at all, but the thoughts that go through your head during that that random traffic stop like your heart is beating. You're, You're thinking like, will I make it out of this alive? Will I make it home? that's a realization should it be that way if I got pulled over 10 times all 10 officers might tell me to have a nice day and give my ticket and three or four of them might give me a a pass and tell me to get my taillight fixed we don't know but every one of those traffic stops and I can tell you I can have those 10 experiences if I get pulled over 11 times, I'm still going to be nervous There's nothing that's changed or developed in America today that makes me feel safe being black in America. There's nothing that gives me hope that things are going to get better. We love it because this is all we got. And we know that there's places worse than this. But like I said, it's like that abusive relationship that you just you can't leave because you love it and you understand that it's that it's gonna always be like this. And just hopefully day by day gets a little bit better. Maybe, maybe, maybe America's not mad at me today, and I won't get slapped. That's all you can hope. That's all you can hope for on a daily basis, is if I can just make it through this week without getting slapped by America. Cause I love it. With that being said, let's go ahead and close it out.
1: I'll jump in first. Um Mine's pretty simple, man. I I know, you know, most of our demographic that and listeners are are have kids or at that age where they, you know, have young kids or could have young kids. And I've been I love board games. We talked about it, you know, plenty of times on here. Me and my family, we love board games. And we've been playing the game of life is the latest one that, you know, the kids have got on and I mean they play it constantly. So but I will tell you, the game of life really gets your kids thinking about going to college, whether they want to have kids, how much you talk about generational wealth and building it and everything like that. So if you have kids age, say, eight to 12 or whatever, and you haven't sat down and kind of played it or want to play it with them, I think it's a really, really good game to have with your kids and show them that, oh, you didn't go to college And, you know, well, certain jobs you can't get because you didn't go to college. And, you know, those jobs that pay more um, for college. But then there are some that you don't have to go to college that pays really well. So it has a really good mix of all of that as you play through the game. And the kids really enjoy it. They love it. You know, deciding whether they're going to get married or not or have kids or not and and all of that. And by the time we end the game, I mean, they're counting up how much they have in their retirement and, and how much wealth they built. And so, you know, even my seven-year-old, he still loves it. And uh, he hates playing anything that's not a video game. So parents go out, grab the game of life. What is it? $18 or whatever at Target. And sit down and play with your kids, man. And, and have good conversations and, and and have a good time.
2: Good stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I just got back, literally got back from Dallas today as we're recording this. Had a great time with my cousins. Uh, went to a, a pay-per-view fight. Um so, boxing is definitely on my mind. And I just want to say that um, boxing fans are trash. And I know, you know, there's a constant debate like, who has the worst fans? Is it Duke? Is it Laker fans? Is it uh, Yankee fans? You know, things like that. There are no fans that are worse than boxing fans. They are just complete trash. I mean, they're all over the place, they're never satisfied. They're like trolls. So it's like the argument is Floyd Mayweather waited for Pacquiao to get old before he fought him. Ignoring the fact that Floyd Mayweather is two years older than Pacquiao. So he was also the reason he beat Oscar De La Hoya is because he was younger than Oscar De La Hoya. But when he fought Canelo and he's older than Canelo, well, Canelo was too young. So Floyd is so good to where when he's young, he could be somebody that's older and experienced. And when he's old, he can be somebody that's younger. Like they're all over the place. Spence faked an eye an eye injury. He had a detached retina, posted pictures of it, the medical stuff, all that stuff. Now he just pulled out the fight. It's deep. It's, they're crazy. They're ravenous. I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, other than that, Uh, As always, we ask you guys to subscribe to Three Butters No Sense. We're on all podcast platforms from Apple to Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. So subscribe. And the way this works is when you subscribe, tell five of your family members or your friends to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, We always want to. We're always looking to grow. And as always, a shout out to Inspire You On Air. We continue to be grateful to be partners with you all. And we hope that you enjoy listening to us on Inspire You.
0: Definitely, uh, it's funny you have that comment because I, being a fan of a, uh, well, I don't even know if I'm a fan of that team anymore. I can't even say, but the way you were talking about how fans act, and this is how was broken broken down to be fan is short for fanatic, and it it's it throws logic. Out the window because fans have a narrative they need to spin it doesn't doesn't make sense it's just it's all emotion and because I don't like Floyd I have to have a narrative and then what's so crazy is most fans aren't really fans it's only so many people and so there is a popular narrative everybody goes with the same narrative because it's easy to be in in the the, the number. Like if you're a Floyd Mayweather hater, it's easy for Roy Jones Jr.'s fans, Pacquiao fans, anybody who is not a a Mayweather fan to jump on the anti-Mayweather bandwagon. He's a popular people that hate the Lakers. It's easy, the LeBron hater. It's easy to jump on that bandwagon because you have Celtics fans, Heat fans, name it, whoever, they can all galvanize at this one point and say, put all their energy into one. Because it's only so many people or so many teams that are just hated. Like there's probably, if you've named, if we came over a list of 10 most hated teams or players in sports, we're gonna talk about the same people. LeBron's gonna be on that list. The Cowboys are going to be on that list. The Lakers are going to be. On that list. It's going to be so many teams that people are always going to talk about. So that's how it is. You um, know, in, in an effort to say some things that are good are going on. I think I always like to see more inclusion. So my daughter's seven. She loves you know art, coloring stuff like that. So I love to see the new like boxes of crayons and stuff they have that include that's more about pigment so they had when you know when we were growing up if you had to color somebody black they were all brown and if you might make them a little light brown or you might have them peach or something like you you only had a couple of options and the white people we just left white you know it was and now they had that 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 box of crayons i always thought that was cool but recently band-aid came out with uh, what I would call an inclusion line of band aid. so they have different skin tones so you know we all were growing up as boys rising you probably would not as bad you know because I think you're almost band-aid color <laughs> but you remember by we're growing up you see this big this big band-aid on us that just didn't fit in you know um, so it's always good to see companies saying why don't we just Get more Band-Aids that fit other skin tones. Like, I don't know how long Band-Aids been around, but for them to just do this recently, it's not rocket science. You know, so but I I commend them. I love to see those type things. So I think that's a positive note. Once again, thank you. Inspire you on air. We'll look forward to uh, continuing our relationship. As a matter of fact, we should invite the ladies to the show one day. I'm with we that them on. I would have yeah, so March was we
2: messed get, up for us But I wanted to add them on last month
0: So yeah 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 So Definitely gotta get you ladies on the show soon Tell us what's going on Talk to the people about inspire you. How you guys got everything going Yeah we need to make that happen Anything else fellas? That's it Oh Who do you have in the playoffs? You know I'm a Heat fan Y'all look good bro Yeah
2: Matter of fact Shout out to Bruce I think I may be Heading down there To Atlanta this Friday To catch yeah. a uh, Hawks Heat Playoff
0: game And what's crazy is This year I can agree with you They look good But if they win the playoffs Any other year And just like This is why I got this mm, They're the number 8 seed Do you really have them But yeah. because you're a fan yeah. you're, you're The logic's like Yeah my team can win Dude they squeaked in But no Them boys look good Maybe uh-huh. if the brakes off yeah. the Hawks Rise, you got anybody?
1: Nah. You know, I don't play, I don't watch until the finals. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> The Heat did look good. I'm gonna be a fan and uh hate on the Nets. I'm okay as long as anybody but the Nets win.
2: <clears throat> if the Heat can't win, I wouldn't mind seeing the Suns win it. Because Chris Paul has been a great player for a long time. It'd be cool to see him get
0: a ring. I, I could, and that, I I can. The top teams I would like to see is I I, I do like the heat right now. I kind of want to see Steph do it again. Huh. I kind of want to I like that that dude has some work ethic. And I want to see him win it. And I want I want him to win it. Yeah, I know what you mean. All the talk about him. I, I guess Chris Paul. I would like to see Chris Paul get one. Because yeah. I think that will solidify his legacy. All right, fellas. Great talking to you. I'm about to go eat this pot roast. Three brothers, no sense. Your favorite podcast, Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.